I have a plan for the intro. All right, I'm ready to go. My level's up. Gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Chopping It Out podcast featuring your dynamic duo, Zion and myself, Dan. What's up, Z? What's up, Dan? What's popping? Brand new whip just hopped in. <laughs> Are we recording? Yes, we're recording. Right, I just want to, I feel like I got to ask. I know, all I know. <laughs> so there, there was one time where we not press record well i Who's did not we? press, oh, I, right. I did not press record and we were recording for like at least like 12 minutes yeah just nothing to show for it just so, gave up that night <laughs> but we here we're recording and we have a very special guest in the building friend of the show known this man for longer than you think like five years probably yeah probably like i think i met you were you there the first year i worked at camp 2015 i came back to camp in 2017 Okay, so it was the second year because I was working there in 2016. So 2017, what? That's one, two, three, four years. Crazy. Dan Cream in the building. Yeah, who it is? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? All right. Um, like I said, just been kind of hanging out. My own isolation for COVID, dealing with some uh, ulcerative colitis problems, health issues, stuff like that. Gotcha. Staying yeah. safe, at least. Keeping others best. safe. Um, what's what's something you miss out of COVID? Like, what's something that you were like, oh my god, I can't wait to go do this again? Uh, live music. Oh, same. Today. I mean, like, my friend lives in Brooklyn. I was living in Brooklyn when COVID first came around, and like, we were both super stoked to be going to see uh, concerts. There's a lot of cool venues down there. That was crazy. And just like, nope, can't do concerts. <sighs> Man, when did you move to Brooklyn? January. Oh. So I was there from January to March, um, doing like a teaching fellowship sort of thing trying to get certified gotcha oh man that's yeah that's unfortunate yeah. <laughs> moving to a whole new place just to, to get everything shut down yeah sometimes life has a sense of humor you know <laughs> yeah that was like me and Zeon getting into magic a multiplayer and we were playing like a multiplayer kind of style of the game too where you need to go out and find two other people to play with and then we couldn't do we couldn't do that and we just found a, like a a, a game shop to go to and, and play with other people yeah. go to events and then <laughs> nothing so yeah. yeah that's unfortunate but I, me personally i've missed live music so much mm -hmm. i had like three concerts planned for this year i was like trying to start a band and stuff too <laughs> and then go with it yeah i can't imagine dude I, I have been talking to abe the guitarist of mandala and he says like it was rough mm -hmm. especially like the first four months Creatively, it kind of forces them to to just write music, sure. just because you have yeah, nothing else. Yeah, <laughs> you got nothing else better to do. But that's how it is, man. Yeah. With all this Rona running around. Shout out to Mandala, though. Oh, I know. I want to get Abe on here. I just haven't figured out. Like, I know I can just ask him, and he'll just be like, "Yeah, yeah, sure. When do you want to go?" But I just haven't asked him yet. So the time, the time will come soon. Mm -hmm. All right, so but you're here, Dan Cream, yeah. and you are a solo musician. Mm -hmm. You write solo music. You've been how long? You've been writing music for? Um, good question. I mean, technically like six, seven years, but I really kind of got into it when I was a junior in college. I joined a band uh, with my friend. We both just got back from abroad. Am I loud enough in the mic? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah, we just got back from abroad. My friend wanted to start a band, so we joined this band. 
Uh, four of us called ourselves the Modern Rhombus, and I played bass, which is like the first instrument that I learned. And then, um, yeah, I started writing songs for them, and it was super fun. So that's when I started. That would have been 2015. And then I graduated college in 2016, and I didn't have a band to, to write with, so I just started writing by myself after that. Basically, like, started learning guitar 2016, so oh, okay. still, I'm still kind of new on guitar. Hey, hey, you know what? That's that's all right. Um, what was my next question? I, I had it in my head, and I lost it. Oh, what kind of, like, inspired you to start music? To start doing music? Yeah. Um... When did I start playing music? I started in like, when I was like 14. Um, a lot of my friends did it. So I went to Holy Cross High School and a lot of my friends were musical. Like pretty much everybody I knew played an instrument. And um, really there is this scene in Watertown, you might know Dan, at this place called Cafe Napoli. Oh yeah. Do you remember? Did you ever go there for a show? I don't think so. I don't so, think I've ever, I've ever went there for a show. Back in like the 2010s, like, like I started going like 2010 to 2013, Cafe Napoli was like this little deli, you could get like sandwiches and ice cream and coffee or something, but at night on Fridays and Saturdays, the owner would let high school kids like do shows there in the back room. So like a lot of people I knew would just like set up their own like indie show, DIY show in the back of Cafe Napoli and you just pay like $5 and you get to go see people you knew or people from other high schools like in bands, writing their own songs, performing them, and it's just like this super great uh, creative space. So that's, I think that's what really first inspired me to be like, yeah, I could be a musician, I could write music and perform it, so. That's cool, um, like yeah. a show and tell for high school kids, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I mean, kind of, but it was also like, it was real music, you know, there's some bands that came out of there, like The Guru, which got pretty popular. Have either of you guys heard I feel of like Guru? I feel like I've heard of them. I mean, you can check them out on Spotify, they have like, <clears throat> they have like some decently popular stuff. Um, Chowzin kind of descends from that scene. If that oh, okay. Makes sense. Like those guys would have been, I think Scully, Matt Scully would have been at Cafe Napoli sometimes. Um, Andy Shea was another guy who used to play at Cafe Napoli. Um, Too Tall Grizzly, Bear Stronaut, these are like. Xanders, these are bands that like either played there or like are descended from that. Pretty sure I played with Mandala, played with Xanders at one point. Yeah. It, it must have been because I know we started playing heavily in 2014. Mm -hmm. So we played, I know there was a Froyo shop on Main Street. We played there once. And I Watertown? saw one. Yeah. I feel like that might have been it, but I think Cafe Napoli closed in like 2013. See, that would make sense because I, I never played there or saw a show there, but I heard of it. Yeah. And then we played at Victoria's Chocolate, the chocolate place next to Chubba's. We played there once too. So I know there was uh -huh. a lot of places in Watertown doing that, like local show yeah. thing just to bring people into the store. But it'd be like kind of a one-off deal, right? But Cafe Napoli was like almost every week. Oh, that's like... see, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I wish, I wish. a real consistent thing. Yeah, I wish those stores did that more often. Cause it was really nice just having a lot of kids. It was like kids your age too, yeah. or like, or like not now, but like <laughs> 17, 16 years old, just all in one space, just yeah. sharing their stuff. It was pretty wholesome. I mean, obviously there were kids like smoking pot or drinking some beers, but like generally a safe place and like a place to like be inspired as an artist. So that's definitely like my main inspiration. Um, <clears throat> but then I also like started writing poetry in high school. Just like, you 
know, in English classes and stuff. But I really, I liked it and I thought it was like, had kind of a knack for it. Yeah, what's your songwriting process look like? I actually don't start with lyrics. So like, I, I was writing poems and then like, kept doing that into college and people would read the poems and be like, these kind of seem like song lyrics. Like, do you ever write song lyrics? I'm like, not really, but I do play bass. Um, so my, my process is usually to just start with like, you gotta start in like a having fun kind of place where you're just kind of like fooling around and seeing what like sounds cool. You can't start with the intention of like, I'm gonna start with point A and end up at point B. Like you don't know where you're going when you start, you know? You gotta start with like a riff or a chord progression that sounds good to you and then just build off that. Now, do you play all the instruments yourself too? Um, pretty much. So like on the recordings that I do most of them, I'm playing the guitar, bass, keyboard, drums, harmonica, vocals. But on, I mean, I also love collaborating. So on some of the tracks, like I definitely collaborated and try to give credit. That's nice. Yeah, I know. There's, there, I saw some tracks on the Bandcamp that say like collaborated with, with so-and-so on vocals. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's really amazing that you do it all by yourself because I know how hard it is to write a song even when you have someone leading the helm on each instrument. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't imagine coming up with each song and having to pilot each instrument yourself and kind of think of a way of how it fits into the song. It is a lot of work for sure. Um, do, you, what, do you have a lot of songwriting experience when you're with Mandala or whatever? I just played drums to be honest. I didn't really contribute to any of the lyrics. That was really all Abe and Morgan. Mm -hmm. um, but my see like i have such a problem like being in a band because i, I don't see drums as like a big songwriting thing mm. so like i don't ever feel like like part of the songwriting process so i i, I prefer myself like just being kind of like a freelance drummer like oh we need a drummer for the <laughs> night and i'm like oh i'm right here like i like i like that style better songwriting is not really my thing like I've learned I used to trust me I had like a little book um, with, with lyrics and there's like one point where I try to rap at one point that's that was not who hasn't <laughs> and it, it just didn't really it just didn't really click with me I, I think some people are just not built for songwriting you have to have a talent and a knack to do it whereas me I was just writing stuff on paper I think I have a good sense of harmonies and like melodies, mm. but when it comes to putting it on paper and trying to tell people what what my vision is, mm -hmm. I'm not good at it. So it just just doesn't come out right. I think I sound yeah. like a tool sometimes <laughs> when I yeah. when I say it. We all get so critical of ourselves yeah. when we write. Like we're all our worst critics, right? For yeah, sure. I mean, like even with even when like posting drum videos on Instagram, it. I, it's definitely not like the first time mm -hmm. I'll mess up maybe one note out of the whole thing. I'm like, oh, just gotta do it again. Like, I'm like the thing is, no one would really notice. No, you're right, <laughs> and, and that's the thing. I and and even in theater, mm -hmm. it was the same way. Like I messed up, someone be like, oh, I couldn't even notice. I'm like, do you, how do you not notice? Like I'm like you're so in your own head when you're mm -hmm. you're producing your own stuff. Right. Same thing mm -hmm. with this podcast. It just kind of comes with the. The creation your baby yeah just having that have you ever has there ever been like a time where you were just like i i can't do it where there's like a, a a certain song that you just you you just tried so hard to write <laughs> um it's more in like the recording process honestly like 
I found, so I've been writing mostly on guitar since like 2016, since I graduated college. Before that, I'd like write on bass or on piano. Um, but with guitar, I tend to like, they're usually like pretty simple, like chord progression songs. So like the writing process doesn't take too long. Sometimes it will, sometimes it'll stretch out over like months before a song's finished, but other times it'll be like, yeah, I like made up this song in an hour and it's done, but then I don't ever record it because it's, um, that's a process, like you said, you have to like be super critical about mistakes and then adding in the other instruments, um, coming up with a good bass line, coming up with a drum line. Me not being a drummer really, like recording <laughs> the drums is probably the most frustrating part where I'm like, this shouldn't be a hard drum line. Oh, trust but, me. Like, I can't hack it or like I fell out of the pocket, you know. Even as a drummer, you know, I, I'm a self-taught drummer, mm -hmm. so I don't really have a lot of experience under a teacher learning with a metronome and things mm -hmm. like that. I learned from rock band and listening to songs on my headphones and playing along with them on the drums. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to matching a song, I'm, I'm completely fine at it. But when it comes to hearing like the ding, 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 yeah. ding, and trying to play the song to that, because it has to be that way for the recording, that's something I, I would have to work on before I become like a studio drummer or a professional yeah. for sure. Um, what do you use to record? Um, like what software and stuff. So I use, I've been using Audacity when I record by myself, which by the way, I'm like kind of new at recording myself. Like I've gone to the studio a few times, recorded with um, Ed Godin and uh, Brian Antonucci and Nagatuck. There's like a studio there called The Shop Sound. Okay. And they're pretty cool. But then I was like, you know, like for the stuff I'm doing, it's simple enough that I could probably do it myself. So I've kind of gotten used to that. I have like a little interface, a little compressor mic, kind of like your setup here. And, um, you know, my headphones, so I can do pretty much whatever I need to do there. Gotcha. Yeah, we use Audacity. Or, yeah. No, not Audacity. Audition. 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 <laughs> Every time there's, there's still a similar name. Yeah. But yeah, Joel, I think Joel's the place for like the, the plan. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, that's a good contribution because that's how we used to edit the, the recordings here, so. Yeah, I um, I know Audacity pretty well. It's like simple, but um, pretty basic. Like last weekend I was trying to record in GarageBand because my friend has a Mac and like he wanted to record this song that he's been working on. So we were like in my room trying to figure out how to splice stuff with GarageBand. I'm like, I don't know GarageBand. This is like, <laughs> oh, if we could just switch to Audacity. Yeah, like we when we first started recording the podcast, we tried. I I, I bought like a a mixer, trying yeah. to plug that in, didn't work. Only was recording like our mics on the same channel and then Joel's uh -huh. mic, so it was really hard to edit and, and separate them. Uh -huh. And eventually, I just buckled down and bought like a, a four track recorder, and then bought the extension to put two more, so that way I can just put it into Audition as separate tracks. Uh huh. So you can do six. Mm-hmm. You can go oh, up to wow. six. Which is which to be honest, it's a really nice setup because mm -hmm. we can have up to six people or if we're for whatever reason we want to start a music career, we can we can do like a, a kind of like a band thing. Mm -hmm. But we would have to have a bigger room right. for that. <laughs> We'd have to have a bigger room for that. I put some some studio panels in here. No, that could be the thing, is that we fit ten people in a tiny room. Like, um, like tiny desk concerts. Mm -hmm. When they first started, people were like actually squeezed behind the desk. Yeah, they weren't. It, it was. It's more like a, a stage now. Yeah. Which which is still nice, you know. I love tiny desk concerts. So like some of the coolest concerts I've seen. Yeah. Well, what kind of artists do you listen to? 
Um, like what what's on Dan Cream's playlist? Let me bring up my recent Spotify artists. See, that's a real one because that's what I do too when people yeah. ask me that. Because <laughs> there's that I like I can name some artists like Anderson Pack off the off rip, Thundercat, Twenty One Pilots. Yeah, but so Thundercat I dig. Um, Anderson Pack I know like his one song, but um. Th- well, what's your favorite Thundercat song? Um, I don't really know that much of their catalog, but like I like their sound a lot. I saw they did a collab with um, Ariana Grande. Yeah, like, yeah, they're recently. Cool. No, they're amazing though, like their drummer. Um, so my most recently, you ever heard of the band Starfucker? No. No, they're kind of like MGMT. Um, oh, okay. Kind of like pop, like new wave pop funk. Um, you might have heard this one song of theirs from 2008. And then um, I listen to like Spanish music, Spanish rock a lot. Yeah, I was gonna ask about that. I see you on Instagram a lot. You're like, you sing Spanish very well. Are you, are, are you fluent in Spanish? I'm pretty fluent. So like I studied it a lot and I studied abroad in Argentina. So my Spanish is really good. So I, and that's like one way I try to keep up with it is listening to Spanish music and like learning songs in Spanish. So I listen to like um, El Mato and Policia Motociclado, that's an Argentinian rock band. And um, what else? Limbo Jr. is another one. When you said that, you kind of reminded me of uh, the professor from Money Heist. From Money Heist? Yeah. From Money Heist? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Oh, yeah, you speak it very well. Yeah, yeah. You speak it better than me. I, I love singing Spanish, but when it comes to speaking Spanish, mm. it's, it's definitely not for me. It's just what practice like yeah yeah like i took spanish one and two in college and after spanish two i was like oh this is it like i'm on the track and then i and then they just fell off again no they hit you with the spanish three word (laughs) (laughs) and then i just i just it just fell off and i just stopped practicing and my my parents are pretty bad with speaking spanish around me and, and teaching me so they love to chalk it up to other sources but i'm like you guys could have just taught me like what the heck but that's really cool though i like i love singing spanish music um especially in the car like juan luis guerra yeah my probably my favorite um when it comes to just me being able to sing it (laughs) um i like ojalaki hueva cafe yep yeah so i've been like doing a little bit of online tutoring lately i use that song with one of my students like one of the advanced students because it's like pretty tricky song I was like looking up words as I'm teaching it, like, cause it's got all these like weird like agricultural terms. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is like some kind of a crop. I don't know. I've never eaten it before. <laughs> Which god? Do you have you ever thought about writing Spanish music? I do write in Spanish. So oh, okay. Some of my songs are in Spanish. Yeah. That's I've written cool. probably three or four in Spanish at this point. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I gotta I gotta dig deeper in the Bandcamp then to find those. You guys wanna hear one? Sure. Yeah. A lot of people just want like a nice catchy song. So this is a nice catchy song. It's called Ojalá Que, which is like, I hope that it's a love song.
That was. Yes, cream. No, that was really good. Oh man, my first my first piece of live music right? in a while. <laughs> I love it. Literally, what it felt like. Yeah, I wish I had a band with it though. You know, that song could have a guitar solo. Like right where I ended it, should have like a guitar solo. I should have brought my harmonicas. Um, the studio version, I have like a harmonica solo on it. Gotcha, yeah. We're nothing gonna plug all that mm-hmm. at the end of this. <laughs> that's, that was really good. Is that, is, is that a song you wrote? Yeah, so nice. I wrote that song. And that it's really basically good. like talking, it's like a fictional like relationship about somebody and like the other person wants to like travel and go live somewhere else and the other person's like, well, you know, I'll go with you because I don't want the love to end that mm-hmm. we have. You know? That's interesting. That's yeah. really sweet. Is that, does that come from like a... Like a place of fiction, or or, or, or you said fiction, right? Like yeah, it's yeah, it's ha- it hasn't fictional. happened to you, right? <laughs> Not that. I mean, I think like we fiction is always based on real real experiences to an extent, right? Mm-hmm. We can only imagine things to the extent that we've experienced something similar. So like yeah, I've had my share of like love of events in my life, but not like particularly of that nature. You know? Gotcha. Uh, well, that's nice. That's nice. So do a lot of your songs come like? from a place like that or do you just sometimes just come up with random stuff and just put it to paper (laughs) yeah so sometimes it's just kind of like random um i I mean i wouldn't say it's ever completely random though you know because like why do we have a particular thought it's based on a mood we're feeling something that we saw maybe that stuck with us you know it's always something that's on our mind for a reason so you put it in the song it's for a reason even if it's not like something that happened to you even if it's not like a story that makes sense necessarily Mm -hmm. like there's one song, you probably listened to like the EP that I put up recently, that five song thing. Mm-hmm. There's one song in, in particular that I think of when I like, it's not a story at all. It's just like kind of some like phrases that came to mind, but I feel like they came up for Is a reason. It the, uh, I don't remember the name of it. Is that you care? You care? Oh, you care? I think it was like, no, it's like the fourth song on it. Uh, I don't know. I was thinking of the one um, called It's Just Something To Do. Oh, okay. Which is like, uh, the lyrics are like, because uh, at this speed you take your chances if you scrape your knees, which is like, I don't know why I thought of that. It's like if you're going really fast on a car and like you, you don't get a scraped knee, like you lose your leg if you like fall out or something, you know? Mm-hmm. But I just thought that was like a cool image and like kind of a deep... And it rhymes too, which is... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is even better. It's catchy. Yeah, and then you just like kind of take it from there. Cool, cool. So, what what was like your your college life like? Did you like graduate? Oh, when was, you graduated? It was deep and rough. Not just uh, just kidding. It wasn't wasn't anything too unusual. I know so you yeah, were a runner. I ran for a couple years. So like I went to college down in Pennsylvania, like near Philly, at Swarthmore College, which is like a small liberal arts school. It's very prestigious. So I was like, oh, I'm going to this prestigious liberal arts college. I'm like very successful, and then it's like. No, he's like, welcome to the real world. Um, life is gonna be like hard, you know. So, college is for me was like a challenging time of like growing up and really seeing like the harsh realities of the world, you know. Mm-hmm. Coming from like this very artificial high school world where it's like you just kind of have like everything is structured for you and like you don't really have responsibilities for yourself to then like transitioning into that adulthood of like you know oh i'm in charge of my own life now my own decisions and like what am i gonna what am i gonna do with these choices that i have to make now but um on a more like concrete level i i studied like neuroscience because i thought i might want to go into be a doctor so it's like pre-med route is kind of 
similar to neuroscience, taking like, you know, biochem, psychology, stuff like that. Um, what else? I studied Spanish. I went abroad. I minored in philosophy because I was always interested in like those questions of like, what is the purpose of life? Is there a purpose? Is there life after death and stuff like that? Did you ever find the answer? Not really. That's why like <laughs> people make their careers doing the job of like philosophy because these are questions that are like really, I don't think I personally have the answer. Although I kind of lean, I kind of am leaning toward the idea of like, there's not a purpose per se of life or like a, something that like you're meant to do here. I think it's kind of more like we're just, we're just kind of here, you know, we don't really know. What you, what you yeah. do your time is your own. Right, like my goal is to vibe <laughs> <laughs> as much as possible. So like, what's your, what's your like goal for music? Do you like want to be famous or do you just kind of like just want to write music just to write music? I mean, honestly, if I could make a living making music, I think that'd be a pretty cool way to make a living. Like I don't really particularly love doing a lot of like Excel type of jobs, like being on a computer all the time. Data entry. Uh... Like I want my job to be fun where I get to interact with people. And uh, I also like, like I always liked uh, thinking and like sharing my thoughts and ideas. So like in school to be able to like write an essay or write a poem and share with people like, this is what I thought, what do you think of what I thought? And I think music is kind of a way to do that. For me, coming at it from like more of a lyric, lyricist perspective. Like I don't think I'm a great like musically talented person, like if that makes sense. Like I can't really write jazz or like really intricate. Yeah, like there, complex like time signatures or anything like that. I mean, I can write like time signatures, I'm, I'm pretty decent at, like as a bassist, I have pretty good rhythm, but like Thundercat for instance, like their music is, I'm like, that's, I don't know if I, I could do it if I like was really disciplined, but like right now it's not something that I could really write. Yeah, I was in a band for hot, all of, for all of two minutes and uh, the guitarist, he was really into Snarky Puppy. Yeah, I'm similar. Sure, I'm sure you know who that is. And he, like the way he wrote their songs, like Snarky Puppy will change their time signatures and sometimes they'll write in some weird stuff, but like he took it to like the next level. And, mm -hmm. and granted I could play it, it was just like, who is gonna listen to this and be able yeah. to understand it? it? Was my thing. Was it like math rock? Yeah, it was like. I like there, math rock. Yeah. There was, there was, but, but this rock was like, it was complex. Like it went, there was a, a point in the song where it went from like five four to seven four to, mm -hmm. to like to eight four and like three mm -hmm. bars. I was like, is anyone gonna be able to keep up with that? Like. You yeah, know, I, I like stuff like that where the music kind of throws me off and it's unpredictable. I like listening yeah. to it. Playing it is another, is another beast in itself because, like, it's you that has to do it now. Like, Snarky Puppy, I can listen to forever, and I can and, and Dirty Loops too. I don't know if you ever heard of them. They're like yeah. they're kind of like a like a they're they're very funky, but they're there's like their bassist. Oof, man, he is one of the best bassists I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know if you watched the Instagram video that I did, that I put out today. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. that was one of their songs. And the, the drummer is a beast, like definitely one of my inspirations. Yeah, math rock drummers are on another level. <laughs> yeah, and like, and there's stuff I can keep up with, but it's just playing it as a, as a different beast. And I was just not really feeling it. I like um, like This Town Needs Guns or Totoro mm -hmm. or um, there's this Japanese one. What are they called? Elephant Gym. 
those are just bands where yeah it's just like really fast and just like the drums and the guitar and the bass are all doing crazy like different things but they mix musically some somehow yeah yeah listening to it i i could do that all day but playing it was was a challenge i'll tell you that really? especially just because like they were young they were young cats so like they, they were just fresh out of high school and i think i was also like 22 23 and i was like guys i'm not gonna lie it's not for me <laughs> like you you need a drummer that's like trained in this kind of stuff because you could tell he was he was going he well one they lived in like bethel <laughs> so they were definitely going to like a private school and his his dad was uh, a pretty famous musician in like the local area back in like the 80s mom was uh, a theater producer mm. girlfriend was <laughs> a, a very talented singer in theater so this kid's so, like, like sipping the came... sauce he's like growing up with music in his blood yeah and i was and yeah and granted you know i i grew up with music listening to like sunday morning chores i, yeah. I used to listen to spanish music with my mom i've been going to see live concerts ever since i was 12. but in terms of you know going sitting down and and being trained on it someone teaching me I, I never had that so I was like sorry guys like, <laughs> I'm just I'm just not cut out for it kind of just admitted like my own failure but sometimes it's important to do that mm -hmm. you don't you don't want to overextend and then when it comes to playing the show then you're just like so unprepared right it's a more disaster in itself but it's nice being solo because you know you know you don't really have to fight anybody <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I, I love playing with a band and like playing with people to me is what is a much more fun than playing by myself, I think. I mean, it has to be a good fit, I guess. Like, it has to be people who are about the same level and have the same kind of vision that you have. But um, especially with COVID now and like not going to shows and not really performing or anything, it just gets like very monotonous. So like, I've definitely felt myself losing steam in the music creation process recently because it's just like, well, it's just another day of me and like my bed and my interface. Like I could make music, but I could also not. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and that's why I'm, I'm thankful that, you know, well, I'm not thankful for COVID, but I'm thankful for the, the podcast and, and being able to, to talk with people that way, at least. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I've always had Zion around, Joel, you know, was around for the, for the beginning for the most part. So it was nice being able to talk with them and interact with them. Mm -hmm. That's why I, do, I didn't go completely mental when yeah, we got to quarantine. I remember those first two weeks for me were, were rough. Yeah. After after we got furloughed, or after I got furloughed from the Y, mm -hmm. and then he and then he got furloughed from his job for a little bit, mm -hmm. we were just like, yeah, we're gonna start a new podcast <laughs> and it's gonna be all around Avatar. Yeah, no, that's like honestly the best thing. I was with my friend today, like from high school that I haven't seen in months like um he lives in new york but we don't see each other that much but like we were just talking in the car the whole way and like kept saying how much isolation is like harmful you know like we don't see people we don't have somewhere to go we don't have a routine and we just like you just get bummed out you get unproductive um so yeah it's like really good to have something like to keep you on your routine where you have right. to go see people and interact and stuff like that Take care of yourselves, anybody listening out there. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like, like, I'm I'm sick of the whole quarantine thing, and when I found out that we're just getting like, worse and worse again, I was so disappointed because there was a point where I was like, oh, like, and especially at the end of August, and it was around the time where camp was ending, 
I was like, all right, cases are like at an all-time mm -hmm. low. We're gonna be able to go back for my birthday. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. I think on my I think on my birthday, like the day before, was Halloween. I think that was like the worst week yeah. of cases yeah, that, it we, was. that has ever like been recorded, even at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, well, that's that's not happening. There was even a point where I was thinking about moving to Florida. Oh no. But then I, I decided Florida's not worse. to. So me and Zion are trying to move to Seattle the year right. after, like 2022. Right. It's gonna be the plan. You still in, right? Oh yeah. All right, good. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not dealing with no flip flop. We're we're doing the studio for another year and then we're right. out. Why are you guys trying to move to Seattle? So I. So obviously, like. I'm very invested in, in Magic the Gathering, and I even want to try to, to dabble in Dungeons and Dragons in a little bit. Oh, is that yours? Yeah, yeah. I was just reading. I was like, wait a second. Yeah, I that. When yeah. did we? <laughs> and and they're both made by Wizards of the Coast. Mm -hmm. So eventually, I, I want to work for them, and they're based in Renton, Washington, which is like ten minutes from Seattle. Okay. So rainy out there. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> Starbucks country, though. Yeah, and my and my mom was like. Why do you want to move so far away? Because she was already like kind of like on, on board with the Florida thing. She was like, oh, you know, you're only like a thousand, two hundred miles away. And eventually I'll move down there. I've always wanted to move somewhere warm. And then I told her I was moving to Seattle. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. And I told her I was moving to Seattle. And then she was like, 3,000 miles. Damn. <laughs> country, coast to coast. I can't even imagine what my mom would say. Boy. I want, can I be in the room? She would be. Hell no. Why not? Actually, do you actually? Yeah, why not? I don't know. I don't, I think, don't think I know your mom. You don't. <laughs> can I meet your mom? You know you my can. mom. My yeah. mom loves you. Yeah, you definitely. I want to be loved by your mom. <laughs> She's. Would she like me? She's <gasps> Are you saying she wouldn't like Zion? No, she would like. Huh? Oh right. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're in my pocket. It's the the golden one. Just in case of you. Um. Yeah. Are, your mom wouldn't like me? No, it's because I'm loud. I'll no, be quiet. I'm not saying that. <laughs> like she's okay. She's just she's not like me. She's nothing like me. <laughs> so. Are you saying that my, I'm like my mom? Are me and my mom alike? You and your mom are very similar. <laughs> you guys are both like very vocal. That's true. And funny. But <laughs> like you guys have a similar personality. My mom and I don't. Like yeah. I'm very outgoing and like fun and like I can handle a joke. Oh okay. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, she's like not oh. like that at all, dude. Well, I kind of get that vibe already. Yeah. Without knowing her, just hearing you talk about her sometimes. Exactly. But I don't know. My my mom could be. I wouldn't say difficult, but sometimes she can be like too eager. To do things like she just bought like a furniture set oh i wish my mom was like that. she was like she just my mom just bought a furniture set pretty recently for like 600 bucks <laughs> we don't need it at all and it's so heavy and yeah. the thing is like like she buys it but then she like she can't help obviously so it's yeah. like like why why did you do it <laughs> <laughs> my or, mom did that recently with our bed set oh that's fucking she means well sometimes yeah right well no my mom's cool she, she knows what's best most of the time um <laughs> hey yo <laughs> man took a shot <laughs> oh man you got any questions for Dan? I'll be honest I don't ask him just ask him anything well I, I technically did what's the last time hmm? what's the last time you asked him? <laughs> 
That's a win. I'm all set. I'll give you a dollar. I'm all I'll give you ten dollars. Dude, no. I'll I'll buy you a, a collector's booster pack of Commander Legends. Actually? No. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Wow. I would have did that shit. Easily you'd be fried. <laughs> Instagrams from blowing up all day today, guys. Because of that video, where is Sheesh. And my tweet going viral. Dang, that's crazy. My notification blowing up. Psych. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> I got no notifications, bro. It's such a fire tweet, though. Are you, I tweeted something about the the Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson boxing match that's going on today. What? Like, Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson. Yeah, yeah, dude. So they're gonna they're gonna be boxing. Uh, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones are yeah, fighting tonight. I know about the Tyson fight. Yeah. yeah. Jake Paul and, and Nate Robinson are like the fight right before that. Isn't Nate Robinson a basketball player? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I to be honest, I don't know how that happened. I remember he's hearing. He's like, yo, I can fight. <laughs> well, Jake Paul now he's kind of like, he's kind of just trying to just box now. Yeah. Like he is, he's stepping away from YouTube a little bit and just focusing on boxing. I mean, he started boxing not too long ago, so we'll see how long this little... Oh, he's this, a YouTuber? This hype train, yeah. This little hype train lasts, but if, he, if he's good, he's good. I mean, he's he's 1-0. Jake Paul? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the guy that he fought was... You know who KSI is? No. Okay, so he's he's other YouTuber. There, there's like a whole like YouTuber boxing league right now. <laughs> and KSI's little brother, Deji, fought Jake Paul and Jake Paul. I wouldn't say watched him, but he definitely came out like the clear winner of that fight. And ever since then, my man grew out a beard. My man's just been <laughs> on, a, on a tear. Just trying to got bloodlust. get opponents. And Nate Robinson was the next in line. Why Nate Robinson? Probably because he's the only basketball player that's 5'9". But... <laughs> Muggsy, Muggsy, Muggsy Bogues. Bogues. Yeah. 5'3". Yeah, that dude is... I don't know how... Dude, he if, dude if I can jump like that, you ain't seeing me. Yeah, facts. Um, Literally. <laughs> I'll join the league. I, I remember I audition Or... Audition? <laughs> oh, Lord. Damn, audition for the I NBA. Tried, I, I, I tried out for, for track. And I went to the tryouts for basketball, but I didn't actually try out. Cause I got scared. <laughs> there are tryouts for track? What school was that? Kennedy. I can't believe you guys had tryouts. We didn't have tryouts. It was just like anybody could join. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we had like a hundred sprinters, no lie. Well, they just so... did like the hundred meter dash. And... Well, that's probably why they do tryouts. Yeah. What was your What was your running career like? I did distance. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah. Actually, I, I played basketball. Like I was really into basketball in middle school and then I wanted to make the team in high school. So I went to like the conditioning in the fall that they had where we would like run and lift. And I just noticed like I could just run laps on like everybody else. So I was like, okay, like I'm good Stamina at this. Was up. But then um, I broke my hand a week before basketball tryouts because oh. I was playing with my brother who played for Kennedy. He was a lot better than me. And like, I was just, I was like 15. I was getting so frustrated. So I like punched the padded wall at the Y oh. and just fractured my hand. I got a boxer's fracture. Oh, and wow. So like I couldn't, I didn't make the team. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just did track after that. I was mm. like, let me try track. And it was like, it was great. I just liked the team a lot. Like it was really friendly, supportive environment. Yeah, I remember I remember that day at camp. I don't know if you remember the day you played uh, David. 
How could I forget? Yeah. <laughs> and he like he dribbles backwards and he just he just fell on his Wait, oh uh, did... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just fell. Oh, it was yeah. so funny. You're, you're Oh yeah, good. I crossed David. Yeah. I mean, I think he ended up beating me. Me and David were like pretty evenly matched. Yeah. yeah, which was like I'm not gonna lie, it was surprising to me because I was like, Dan, can you play basketball? <laughs> Nobody like, thinks that I can play basketball. I don't think I clean up Zeon if you um, I highly doubt it. <laughs> I'm not Zeon, bad for a white guy. Also. Zeon, you stink, bro. Yeah, you stink. Let's be honest. When we played 21 we... with John, you... With John? Yeah, remember at camp. Remember after oh, the Oh, yeah, Island I wasn't shoot? really trying. I wasn't in my gear. Bro. Oh, here we go. Are you serious? <laughs> bro, get me like in my gear on a real court. I'm watching. All right, well, next time you want to go to Tabletop, we'll stop at that court. Bet. Right you have a basketball? It. Of course I got a Oh, oh right, I, I forgot. Basketball. We're... I got a basketball hoop in my... Yo, I'd be, I'd be back there. Don't, don't play. I'd be back I know, there. I, st I know. I pulled up on you. <laughs> nah, to be honest, that's like the only time. Oh, actually? <laughs> I just did that for you, to be honest, just to see. <laughs> so weird. At, uh, <laughs> no, I, I was Hill waiting Park for you because you were kind of late. You don't uh, play at Bunker Hill Park? No, but I would. Yeah, I used to be there a lot. Sometimes the competition would get pretty intense. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah nobody weird. would pick you for the team. People would be dunking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I used to play at Town Plot because I went to Kennedy. So after school, we would all gear up in our shorts and our, at, like, and Murray, our basketball Murray shoes. Park. Huh? Like Murray Park? Or no, the... no, no. Like Town Plot Park. Like the one that's oh, yeah. on the actual road. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we'd go to Murray Park. That's where we went to actually after we graduated and we started going there more. But we just walked to the town pot park and it was almost every day it was crazy like mm -hmm. i bought a pippin jersey and a james <laughs> worthy jersey just so i can have a basketball jersey because that's how much we were into it it was yeah crazy. i remember middle school days man. Well, I, I lived in bridgeport so i can't really share my basketball stories it'll be the same <laughs> but i had similar experiences just balling at the basketball story <laughs> sure remember coming had, like... in season three <laughs> i had like cotton hollister shorts and i remember <laughs> I, remember, I don't know if she's listening, but my crush that I had um, at the time, she, I think she like roasted me on my shorts, and I never wore them to play basketball <laughs> ever again, bro. It do be like that, especially in middle school <laughs> or high school. She's listening to this. She's not. She probably yeah. doesn't remember. Don't worry, she's not. It doesn't matter. She's not listening to this. God, <laughs> what about you, Dan? What was your love life look like? When was the uh, last time you had sex? <laughs> you yeah. Uh, you know, I just, went to the I just went to the bathroom five minutes ago. Where after that? It was, it was right then. <laughs> um, uh, but what's your, like, you got a, any... I don't have much going on right now, man. Because, like, between COVID and my health the way it is, like, dating is pretty hard. Gotcha. It's kind of hard to be like, hey, what's up? Like, I have a pooping disease. <laughs> but, no, I mean, when I was, like, in New York, I would go on some dates and stuff before COVID hit. And then since I've been back been on like a couple like dates i use hinge sometimes oh, okay follow me on hinge <laughs> <laughs> well what's your what's your like go-to date spot like are you like a let's go out for coffee or are you like a, a wine and dine kind of guy honestly so <laughs> coffee is the way to go if you can mm -hmm. i mean is that coffee is the way to go if you can right, because bet. it's like cheaper and it's less formal like the first time first time i did a dating app date in new york i like we went to dinner and then this was like my second or third week in the city. So I was like, let's go to a jazz show after just to like, because it's fun, that's you know? We, that's right. how we about to be in Seattle. So, yeah. but I ended up, yeah. it was fun. I mean, it was a fun night, but I ended up spending like a hundred dollars or something like that right. between People dinner and the jazz show, you know? And I was like, I can't live like this. <laughs> <laughs> and like that my date was not 
fun it was like she didn't oh. say anything so mm. so yeah you can't go all out on the first date i mean you could i mean you I still, could. You, well, I guess you, you got can. the means then yeah you, i guess you sure you can okay. still enjoy the food and the music like yeah. i still enjoyed the jazz show yeah yeah not gonna lie but like i would too yeah yeah my thing about like taking somebody to like a show or like a concert or even like a movie is just that there is something else to watch mm -hmm. so you're kind of like distracted pretty much the whole time right mm -hmm. like that's why i always prefer like coffee or, or yeah. going out to eat yeah i remember i man i think that the, the one time i went on a, on a date like before covid i remember was at was at chili's and that was like one of my first ever like dates because you know, <laughs> like before that i I, I dated Nadia and we never like, we didn't go out on a date. We just kind of got like introduced to each other mm -hmm. in, in person. So it's not like I ever had to hit her up or anything like that, but mm -hmm. it, it's nice going on dates, but it's hard now. So. Yeah, word. It's, <laughs> it's Some tough. people hate it. Some people are like too nervous. I kind of think it's fun though. You go it out, is. Like have dinner with somebody you never met before. That's because you're confident, Dan. Yeah, we like that. <laughs> not a lot of people, there's not a lot of people like that in this world. I, I, I figured out. Just put yourself on the table. Yeah. How much eye contact do you make? Is the question. I try. I try to do it. This is. This sounds weird, but I try to do it as much as I can. Yeah, I feel like that's, when they're talking, especially. Exactly. I feel like it shows like your. They have your attention, so I try to make eye contact. I think I'm not that great. I think I make not as much eye contact as I should, especially when I'm talking. I'll kind of look away and stuff. Yeah, when I'm talking, oh. I. I I do that too. Nah, I'm I'm, I'm all here. <laughs> oh, I'm I know. All here. <laughs> yeah, there be times where I'm just talking on the podcast. I'm just looking at Zion. Yeah. He's like, bro, can you just look at anybody else? It's like, hard to know though. It's like, what's what amount shows interest versus being like kind of creepy? <laughs> I think it's just the the demeanor. Like, mm. if you're like, right, like that's... like that, that versus like just casually kind of like. You know, doing some like head movements or, or some body uh -huh. motion, and like and not just like, <laughs> the like just staring. Thing, yeah. Like, right. Yeah. And and luckily for me, I have a good smile. So. Yeah, you guys watch you. Naruto? Of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who am I kidding? But I've been watching some Naruto lately, and like I got to the the Shippuden, however you say it, and like, yeah. like the side character. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Another stand social interaction. Right. Like, how much eye contact do I have to make? <laughs> smile yeah yeah he's a cool character he's a robot but it's funny because like he doesn't naruto logic makes no sense i've realized people will just like forget things like like size like i don't know how to lie like i can't lie but it's like the whole first arc you were in you were lying the entire oh, yeah. time yeah, like, you sure. deceived everybody you know how to lie <laughs> like don't you bullshit that me. was a lie within itself yeah <laughs> well what other do you watch any other anime too yeah um i like if I get a good anime, like that's a really good way to pass some free time. Um, have you guys seen what's it called? Oh, I've Great seen it Pretender. All. Never mind. Just came out with its second season on Netflix. No, I haven't seen. Good it. one. I recommend. It's about like con artists. Oh, the Great Pretender. The Great Pretender. I've been meaning to start watching that actually because I I saw the like the screenshot on Netflix and mm -hmm. I really like the art style. Yeah, so they just came out with the second season, so now there's like 30 episodes. Did well. the first season come out like? few months ago yeah yeah that's crazy wow um yeah. highly recommend some other netflix ones are pretty good that they only have the first season so far doro hidoro that's why like they live in this like doro 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 hidoro doro hidoro it's like kind of a um not steampunk like cyberpunk thing where like they live in like 
It's almost like uh, the Matrix. They live in like this underworld kind of city. That's like futuristic. All... Kind yeah, of... it's kind of futuristic, oh. but it's also like grungy. It's super gory. It looks like... oh. yeah. It oh, looks kind of like really kind of like Akira. Uh, I don't know that one. Oh, well, it was, that was like a movie, and but it was it took place in the future, but it was known for like its gore. This one looks good. Yeah, Dora Dora was cool because like they're all just like they're just like kind of chilling. Like like people die all the time, and they're just like it's just like part of our life here. You oh, know? that's like, crazy. Wow, the Gator reminds me of. Um... There's a, a show, Tower of God, that also has a character like the Gator like that. Oh, At yeah. least, I don't know what that his personality is like, but it's just ironic. Like so every that, time, hmm. go ahead. Uh, I'd say that one's cool, and then uh, Beastars is another good Netflix one. Yeah, I heard about that one. It's like they're high schoolers, but they're all like animal, humanoid animals. Yeah, I don't remember if I've seen that one. I, I all these like Netflix originals, originals. Yeah. Are uh, are new to me, so I don't. I haven't really seen those. You watch My Hero, Academia. I just started that one. Oh really? Yeah. Oh dude, that's that's definitely like my favorite right now, like mm -hmm. current ongoing show. I'm a sucker for superheroes mm -hmm. and over dramatic moments, mm -hmm. but like there's there's some fight scenes in there, especially I don't know if like you started. It, do you know who All Might is? Yeah. Bro, his fight scenes yeah. are beautiful. Like I watch them, just the fight scenes like all the time. Yeah, I like, love. Yeah, I love the fight scenes in like um, One Punch Man. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, you should watch Mob Psycho 100. Okay. Same same uh, studio slash uh, writer or mm -hmm. creator, I suppose. Yeah. But it's it's a much more serious version of One Punch Man, mm -hmm. and it's it's just amazing. Yeah. Freaking. The amazing. animation is. Yeah. Very, very good. Yeah, yeah. And it's and, and it does have like its moments of humor. Like it oh, is funny. It's, it's, it, but it when it gets serious, hilarious. when it gets serious, it gets very serious. Yeah, it's, it's not like like One Punch Man is like very on the nose. Right. Like he's just super overpowered. Right. And that's the, the same joke. Every exactly. Right. That's the punchline of the exactly. whole thing. Exactly. And that's good. But like I wanted something a little bit more serious. Yeah. And, and like still that same type of humor. Mom cycle. Yeah, Perfect. it blends the. That's why. Perfect. That's why that got a second season before One Punch Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I thought One Punch Man was a little underwhelming when I actually watched it. Yeah. I mean, like compared to the hype that it got, yeah. for sure. Season because, two was great, though. Yeah, season, season two, two was still really great. Surprise. Uh, is that surprising? No, it's it's kind of hard to mess up like an anime series like that. <laughs> in no, my Dan, opinion. Yeah. Do you watch it in English or Japanese? It depends. Mm. Like, I kind of experiment with different ones. What's, what do you prefer? I like watching it in Japanese. I yeah. feel like the acting it feels more like authentic, authentic and sometimes. real. Thank you. But sometimes <laughs> the subtitles can be a little distracting. You That's know? fine. But like, so for instance, I watched uh, what's it called, Death Note in Japanese, uh -huh. and like I can't imagine watching it in English now. I feel like right. It'd be the same. <laughs> the crazy. You know what's funny? Or same thing I prefer with Death on Note. Titan. I prefer Death Note in English. I think it's honestly whichever one you start with, you prefer. You know? Well, yeah, I, to, to a degree, like Full Metal Alchemist, I I played the video game in English. I watched the the first anime in English. I watched the second anime in English, and I have mm -hmm. yet to watch the Japanese one. Oceana swears that we watched it in Japanese. There's no way, no way, bro. Netflix don't lie, bro. No, there's no <laughs> way we watched it in Japanese. Oceana, if you're listening, we listened to that shit in English. <laughs> don't don't 
Get it twisted, please. We watched it in English. Mm, no, there's no way we watched it in Japanese, bro. There's I love no how way. you learn like a little word here and there in Japanese, and you're like, "Nani, yeah, senpai." There was a time I took Japanese in college. You should see my license plate. Oh yeah. Yeah, it literally says senpai. Oh sick. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't got a single compliment on it. All he got was roasted ones. What on my plate? I thought well, that, not that one, but another. I thought that, that was like a marine license plate, like Semper Fi. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, don't no, let it, don't let it lie. To no, you. I've so, seen the marine license plate. That's because it's spelled wrong. Because Senpai is with an N. Yeah. He has it with an M. Technically, it's pronounced Sem. Hi. Yeah, but it's so, not spelled that way. Uh, that's fine because the original spelling was taken. So I decided to, <laughs> to use the pronunciation. You couldn't get like Z dot senpai. I tried. <laughs> it wasn't letting me. Oh, dude, if I if I had Z, oh, so te you technically have... I'm your guy's senpai, right? Yes. I'm yeah. Older than you, older than pretty us. much. Yeah. What are you? Twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah. Nice. It's like a pick? weird concept. January fifth. Oh, oh okay. okay. So coming pretty up. soon. Yeah, my birthday up. just passed. His birthday's coming up. Yeah. We like birthdays here. <laughs> <laughs> You're turning 23, right? Yeah. Young buck. I know, so right? I got, well, I'm it's only crazy. 24, so. Nah, you're old. I'm not even, I don't even have quarter life yet. 25. You guys reached that point yet, or you're just like, damn, I'm a grown ass man now? <laughs> uh, I think I do, but then I, I meet. I think like that sometimes. Yeah. Where it's like. I should be doing like a grown-up job and like working nine to five, but I don't want to do that. I don't yeah, just mean know. working a job. I mean, there are certain things in life where they just make me stop and be like, "Yep, like I'm a grown-ass man." Yeah. <laughs> well, I did have to get a new car over the summer because my go. my Civic had to it, it shit the bed pretty much, so I had to get a a new car. So I'm making like monthly pay payments on it. So that was probably like the first grown-up thing that I did that wasn't living in like an apartment with my friends. Because mm -hmm. I did that for, let's see, I moved out of my mom's house when I was 19, then I moved back in when I was like 22. So I did that for three years. So that was nice. <laughs> Signing the lease was probably like the, the first ever thing I did as an adult <laughs> with Abe and, and Moose. Mm. That's what's up. Yeah, for me it was just the car. It still is the car. Yeah, and you were your car, and the what, job. two years? It's almost two years, next month, sorry. March makes two years. Oh, wow. I know, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Time flies. What kind of car do you drive? Mazda 6. Mazda 6. Sport oh, model. <laughs> oh, word. Okay, Mazda's. Yeah, you know, you know the vibes. <laughs> zoom, zoom. <laughs> zoom, zoom, my It's pretty reliable, honestly. Yeah, so does Toyota. Toyota also reliable. Thank you. No, there, it, there multiple are. cars can be reliable. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just like I put Mazda on three, I put Toyota on two. What do you mean? Like in, in ranking. Oh, do you know? Do you want to know the actual ranking? No, because you work at Mazda. No, I'm, I'm not listening to you. I'm actually being serious. Like it's on U.S. News and uh, Consumer Reports. Mazda. U.S. News. Shh, okay. Show me something from the, from the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I believe you. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Rav Four has been my dream car ever since I, dr I drove Nadia's back in like. 2015. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, they're nice cars. I, I, I prefer, I would, if like. And welcome back to Car Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so I want to, I kind of want to delve into this philosophy of the mind thing. All and right. I want to see. Strap yourself in. Yeah, like, like explain to us, because I know, like, you know, I'm, when I first came up to you, I think I visited back in August. Mm -hmm. 
at camp and I saw you and, and that was like the, the first thing you wanted to talk about. Like, how, how did we go about that? Right, so philosophy of mind centers around basically the question of like, what is the mind? Or if you want the mind-body problem, like what is the relationship between the body and the mind? And like, why is this an interesting problem? I think mostly, I think, because we have this long history of like believing in things like a soul and a spirit and like that we might continue living after we die, right? But that would require there being something separate from our body because the body obviously like breaks down when we die and decomposed, whatever. So it's like, in order for our consciousness to continue existing, there must be something separate called like the soul or the spirit. But in ancient languages, like in ancient Greek, those words are like the same words used for mind. So like the word for um, psychology, psyche, that's the word for mind uh, or also like soul in ancient Greek. So like oh, the ancient okay. Greeks, if you read like Plato, um, you know, Plato wrote these dialogues in which like Socrates asks people questions and there's this one part of like a, a Plato dialogue that I always remember where Socrates is like, and don't we like believe that there is like a mind and that the mind is like the soul is separate from the body and everybody around Socrates is just like, yeah, like we all agree that that's the case. They just like assume. <laughs> so like, yeah, that is, that is weird. Now that you think about it like that, because well, when it comes to like people throw around like, oh, that stuff it hurts my soul. And it's like, like, what do you mean? Yeah. You know, like, it's kind of like, like philosophy speech. Well, philosophy is often about trying to get at, like, what really do we mean when we use these words? Like, what is the real meaning of the soul, right? What are you thinking of? Um, or is there even, like, a single meaning? Does it mean different things for different people, you know? I always think of my soul as, like, just, a, a, like, an inner being, like, of who I am right. as a person. The idea that there's an inner you inside of your body. It's a very common idea, right? Like it's in... Japanese anime like it's not just like a Western your like European idea It's something that like we see in all sorts of cultures, you know Yeah, cuz it's like what happens when someone dies like that soul just like Like automatically just pops out and then evaporates does whatever does like, a Casper sort of thing Yeah, like that stuff always I like Like I, I've always kind of just thought of it as like an afterthought But I never really took the time to like try to find the answer because well one there is no definitive answer and it's well, not, not like yeah not yet anyway. it's not like something you could just google and find out <laughs> no but like there are people who like kind of they're like obsessed almost with like trying to figure out the answer and like that's something that i like, passed time doing and thought like you could go get your phd in philosophy of mind where you're essentially trying to answer this question and that's something i've thought about doing because like you know i have the background in studying the brain and um it's very mysterious, you know, the, like how does the brain generate like a conscious experience of like um, this is, people call it sometimes qualia or like what it feels like to do something. So if you have an experience like you eat a muffin and like the muffin tastes like something to you, well, the muffin might taste like something different to Xeon. Like, why does the muffin taste like anything to you or like, why does it taste the way that it tastes? Why does it taste like a muffin? instead of like feeling like a hot shower or something like that. Um, oh, now, now next time I eat a muffin, now I'm just gonna <laughs> think of hot showers. <laughs> or I guess like, I think like part of this thing is like trying to explain to people like why this is an interesting question, so. I think it's interesting. It's more of like, why does that matter? Why is that important? 
Well, I think, like I said, it kind of is important because it has to do with the question of like life after death, you know, like if we have this soul that's separate from our bodies, then it seems much more possible that like we'll continue to be conscious after we die. Whereas There's only if one we... way to find out, my friend. Yes. <laughs> you ever see the episode of House? You guys like House? Or are you like... No, I haven't, I haven't seen, seen that. It. Somebody has a near-death experience and House wants to know if these are like real experiences. Like if people are actually like going to heaven and coming back or if they're just hallucinating. I've heard stories like those so, like outer body experiences or something Oh yeah, like they're that. real experiences. But like yeah. House wants to know like what it's like. So he gets a fork and sticks it in the electrical socket, socket and like gives himself a heart attack. And wow. like pages his um, pages another doctor so that they come resuscitate him, just because he really wants to know what it's like, you know. I there was a Black Mirror episode called Black Museum, and this guy had uh, he had like pain receptors, like in, implemented in his brain. Mm-hmm. So and he was like a surgeon, so he would put this helmet on the patient, yeah, and he'd be able to feel what the patient is feeling. Uh huh. That way he would better like be under like to understand their pain and be able to explore the body better yeah. for the surgery and then eventually one time like the patient was dying so he felt the experience of like dying uh-huh. and ever since then he like went crazy wow yeah i mean that's actually not like impossible technology to replicate someone like essentially read what somebody's neurons are doing and then transfer into somebody else's brain it's not yeah, it's like just impossible. dangerous it's like really hard to do and dangerous, yeah. But like they actually make prosthetics now where they can read your brain waves and then translate that to a radio signal that operates like a robotic hand or something. So it's like there's a computer that's essentially reading your brain and then sending that signal into the hand to control which way it moves and stuff. No, is that how lie detectors work too? Or is that heartbeat? No, lie detectors work based on your um, skin conductance, actually. So like when you get nervous, you sweat. And like, especially on the palms of your hands and stuff. So I actually got to use, I worked in a neuroscience lab in college, so I got to like use this technology, but it's basically all it is, is measuring like how much sweat you're producing on the palms of your hands. So it has nothing to do with your heartbeat? Uh, Lie detectors, sometimes they'll incorporate your heartbeat too, because when you get nervous, your heart rate also goes up. Like there's this whole like, like a syndrome of stuff that happens like your heart rate goes up your breathing increases like your body temperature increases you sweat because it's the fight or flight response right your body's like getting ready to act in like a dangerous situation whenever you're like scared or excited about something but the problem is that doesn't necessarily mean you're lying it just means you're nervous mm-hmm. so like a lie detector really just proves that like you're nervous or you're like excited so um my professor her professor, she told me this story, like her professor used to go and try to fool lie detector tests. And he just found if you put a thumbtack in your shoe, you just like push your toe on the thumbtack and it, it causes a spike every time you do it in the lie detector. So just every time there's a question, you just stab yourself with the thumbtack. And yeah, so then every question is like a spike. Every question looks like a lie at that point. <laughs> yeah, because you're just like... <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I, I always wondered how lie detectors work just because... Um, just a... You heard it here, folks. It measures <laughs> the sweat on the palms of your hands. Just out of curiosity. Yeah. But yeah, it, I, I feel like with, with the philosophy like of thinking about like the mind's connection to like body and soul, yeah. I feel like it's just like one of those topics that you could talk about forever because mm-hmm. what, like, what else, like, there's no like definitive 
Like it's all is what would you call it speculation or is there like a certain term? I think you can speculate on it, but I think that like there's also ways you can start to make progress by like studying what okay what evidence is there, right? Well, you can look at the near-death experiences. Like, what do people report that they experience when they die? Are they similar? Like, some people say they have out-of-body experiences. So they've done experiments, for instance, where like in emergency rooms, they'll have like high shelves and they'll they'd hide objects on the shelves, and then if people like quote unquote died on the operating table or like or you know it just means their heart stopped doesn't necessarily mean they actually died but then if they came back if they had an out of body experience they'd be like oh, so did you see like what's on the shelves on top of the ceiling because like there's no other way you could see the objects up there unless if you actually floated to the top of the room right. so like they did that experiment I don't remember what the result was let's um, try it yeah <laughs> let's do it right here live on the podcast <laughs> but there, there's other research like in, you know when people have brain damage, like what happens to the mind of the person, you know, or like to drugs is another way you can kind of research the connection between the brain and the mind. Yeah, like I'm, weed has never affected me like like that. I was just fall asleep. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I had I've had one crazy trip on an edible where oh, like really? my perception of the world was drastically changed to the point where I felt like reality was not reality not the extent of it i would say i felt like there's like other planes of reality that i kind of touched yeah sounds like mushrooms sounds like it yeah i think like high doses of weed can have very similar effects mm -hmm. and some people at least well what about dreams like how how far do dreams go into this equation because sometimes my dreams are very vivid like i yeah i i wrote down I like I started writing a story today based on one of my dreams just because it was it was so vivid and the dream had famous actors and actresses in it so I was like oh can we hear about it after I after I tell you my little theory on dreams yeah 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 so basically the way I think about dreams right I mean traditional like a lot of cultures have looked at dreams as like ways of predicting the future mm. or like things that get hidden knowledge you know a lot of like prophets would be like I had a dream this is what I saw and people would be like, well, you know, that's a God or a spirit talking to you. But um, most of the time our dreams are like combinations of, of memories, basically. Like mm -hmm. a lot of times it's like, well, I did this today and then I had a dream. Like I dreamt that I was at work or something, you know, or like I dreamt about, but sometimes it's like weirdly unrelated. It's like, I dreamt about this person that I haven't seen in five years. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's a weird coincidence. So it's like, I dreamt about this person I haven't seen in five years. And then I saw that person on the, on the street the next day, like weird. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that's more just coincidence. I think dreams are kind of just like partly our brains, like are continuing to try to solve problems while we sleep. Like, you know, if you sit there and you like, you just sit around, you're gonna naturally start like thinking about something and like trying to figure something out or solve some problem. I think yeah. when we sleep, our brains don't totally stop doing that. They kind of come on and offline. Like you get these flickers of like, our brains are still thinking about what we would think about while we were awake. Yeah, I think I think like last night's dream definitely was what you just said. Mm. Like, and some, because well, recently, like I just got like into a really complicated relationship, Ooh. and and like it, it was it it ended like just abruptly, abruptly. <laughs> it ended very abruptly, and I still think about it a lot. Uh -huh. And the dream that I had last night, like I just had to write down like everything that happened. Like I have I have like a time like I don't know what the time period was, but 
Like I was like, boy has an older sister who is in a relationship with Tom Heartthrob, but also has a complicated relationship with mother. Boy's also fighting his in his for his relationship. Also has a little brother who is like the sweetest brother you'll ever meet. Like there was a point in the in the dream where the little my little brother went off and like did like mail. Like mm -hmm. he like put mail in mailboxes for like the post office. And the the guy that told him to do it, the the owner of the mail company, he said, Oh, I'll pay you such and such for doing it. And then the little brother did it and he came back and he and he wasn't able to get paid. So I confronted the the mail office worker who was played by Steve Carell because I've been watching <laughs> I've been watching The Office a lot. And like I just defended him like, <laughs> like nothing else. And it was like and it was like some like little kid. Like I don't ha I have two younger foster brothers, mm -hmm. but they're not like ten years old. So they're not like right. not, it, it wasn't like a relationship like close to me. But I, I still defended that kid like my life depended on. Mm -hmm. I was like, who in my life can I be possibly defending like that much at, at that age? Yeah. Yourself. And it was and it was weird, bro. Like, like yeah. that, like everything like just just processed like very quickly. And I just wrote it down as soon as I woke up because I was like, I don't want to forget that. Dreams are super cool. I don't think you know. There's the whole. There was the whole phenomenon of like Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung back in like the 1910s, where they're like, dreams are super meaningful and they're the secret to like figuring out your hidden, uh, like, your suppressed emotions and stuff. You know, that was like their whole big psychoanalysis thing. I think like that was useful because like when you when you tell somebody that they actually open up. It's just basically a way of getting somebody to open up about like what they're actually feeling, right? To start talking about their dreams and like what do you think this means. But I don't think that's necessarily, like, I don't think it's a dream trying to tell us something, you know? Yeah, I mean, no, I think it's more of what your brain is is processing. Right. So in a sense, it is like a window or a glimpse into, like, what's actually going on in your emotions and stuff. Yeah. And especially, like, right before you sleep, like, it's definitely something I think about. And then I watch The Office before I fall asleep. Which so many people do. It's like the <laughs> best lullaby or something. Mm. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been binging The Office for a couple weeks now. So, like, Steve Carell's, Steve Carell's voice, face, mm -hmm. like, John Krasinski, like, like, they're just, like, always there. So I guess they just, they just popped up in my dream. I, I know the, the girl that plays Pam, she played the mom. Like, mm -hmm. my mom. Yeah. Gen Gen <laughs> Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher. Yep. So like that is just so surreal. Like I just wrote it down. I was like, eventually, if I keep having dreams like this, I'll just have like a whole movie script. And just... it, it's a really good way to create because your dreams are just much more like creative and interesting than our normal thoughts. I think. Oh yeah, for sure. That's how Salvador Dali used to do it. He just he just like paint what he saw in his dreams. Yeah, and and like, I I never would have thought to put it together like that. So it, it makes a lot of sense. But I. I in dreams, I have a lot of control what happens. Mm. I know there's a lot of people that dream and they and they just kind of like go with the flow. Mm -hmm. But I'm able to like control my actions. Like if something bad's going to happen, I can wake myself up. So you're aware that you're dreaming most of the time. Yeah. Which is... That's unusual. Which is yeah. crazy. I know. I, I hear that all the time. Like I remember there was... Uh, I was dreaming about like... I was driving. And I remember like, I saw someone like swerving. And eventually they got into an accident. And I remember like, I was just like speeding toward a wall. And I remember just boom, like I was just like, nope, 
Not, not gonna see what happens. Are you a light, <laughs> are you a light sleeper? Um, yeah, I, I would say I wake up easily. There, there are some times where you, it's usually after I drink, where <laughs> like, yeah. where like you can't wake me up for anything. But other than that, like, if I hear like a a, a vacuum upstairs or yeah. or like someone's talking to me or they touch me like a little bit, I'll wake up. Because I feel like if I wake up, like if I if I realize I'm dreaming, it's usually if I'm like on a light sleep. I'm in a heavy sleep. I just like, yeah. Yeah. If I'm if I'm in a heavy sleep, I usually like I usually just don't dream or don't remember it at least. Right. Mm -hmm. so, so. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Dreams are weird. Well, what's your? What about you? See what? Do you dream? Do you dream? I do. Uh, I don't. Most recently, I don't uh, remember most of the dreams that I have, but I've had similar situations like you where like I can feel that I'm dreaming and sometimes I feel like I can control my actions in the dream mm. uh, or uh, like I'm so aware that like I kind of know what to do if that makes sense or if I know that if I sense that something's getting crazy, then like I wake up, I'm just like, I come out, it's almost like, you know, I kind of, I just, I'm just like, whoa, like what the hell? Yeah. Um, and yeah. I've had moments where like I've had the same dream multiple times in a row like mm -hmm. back like every single night the same dream it was like me getting chased by like my stepdad and my mom and wow. like, huh. or or like me getting chased by like people in in middle school that used to bully me like it was crazy getting this was like a few common. years ago yeah i know it's it's insane and it, it, it would happen routinely i'd get chased i wake up because i'm about to die because i'm about to get caught yeah and i go back to sleep and it would happen almost every night it was crazy yeah. Uh, but recently, I don't, I don't recall like many moments that I've been having. But I've been having I, this one lately where I'm like, not gonna graduate on time because I forgot half of my classes. I feel like it has to do with like COVID and online learning, and a lot of kids are just like not doing their schoolwork. Yeah. But like in my dream, it's like me. I'm just like, oh man, like but you semester is over. Right? Yeah, I graduated in 2016, <laughs> so it's like, oh man, the semester is <laughs> almost over, and I like didn't do anything for half of my classes <laughs> i'm so screwed that probably has something to do with your music why i don't know like, <laughs> because like you said Explain oh like yourself. you're you said like in quarantine now like you can either you choose to do music or not mm. and sometimes you choose not to do it so yeah maybe in your dreams it's telling I you i think like, you got a point Dion. Yeah. i have been being like especially <laughs> lazy in my dreams exactly or, like my guilt coming to the surface or my, my anxiety about being lazy yeah yeah I, I there are some dreams where like i i sometimes like i fail a class like i see my grade and it's like an f mm -hmm. or I, I look at my bank account and i see like <laughs> it's like low mm -hmm. which is not the case in real life so like in the dream i'm just like oh, <laughs> I know it's rich. i'll just wake myself <laughs> oh, yeah, up right exactly <laughs> uh, so, i hate doing it though because it'll be like at four o'clock i'm like yeah we're oh my gosh <laughs> like i just had to like i just had to make sure you know yeah. i hate it <laughs> Cause the brain really like my brain really messes with me because <laughs> they're like oh bro like you gotta turn this assignment in i'm like Word. hold on <laughs> ding okay no we're good <laughs> it's not in real life it's so crazy yeah and actually like with these dreams i have been having that sense of like i know it's a dream and i could wake up but i kind of like i want to like see it through like i want this to be a happy ending dream like don't <laughs> don't die on me yet come on oh no i feel that yeah, like usually, like I don't have like dreams of like people like chasing me or anything like that. If it's a bad dream, it usually has something to do with 
me mm. like and like finances or education that's interesting or something like and that and now it's time for everyone's weirdest sex dream dan <laughs> your first bro when i when i was 14 man i was i was going crazy with those horrible. kind of dreams oh, actually going with it <laughs> i don't know my crazy sex dreams i don't remember them like vividly like what yeah, happened no. all i know is like before i had sex for the first time like i used to wake up i'm like damn bro. <laughs> that was a good night <laughs> i wish i felt that <laughs> well, i've had plenty of those dreams ladies but... are like what are you talking about <laughs> you have have you had those dreams like oh as god yeah, wet dreams. Really? Hell yeah. Never, no. Oh, really? No. Oh, yeah. Probably because I don't get... Stop. No, let me stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look at you started I mean, you guys... <laughs> oh, but yeah, dude, the mind is a very uh, complicated thing. I couldn't imagine... To be honest, like, I couldn't imagine studying it. Has it ever, like, overwhelmed you? Yeah. How about this? We can't answer those questions, but one day they're gonna make a computer that's smart enough to answer those questions you think so yeah dude i mean if you if you keep up with how fast technology has been i guess and has been developing the last just 10 years and what they can already do like there's a uh, i don't know how related this can be but there's a technology already that like uh, it, it's similar to what you've been using deep fake or something like that the where you like take a picture of your face and it oh puts yeah it on. so like they have this computer that creates an image of people mm -hmm. but it's not a real person however it looks like a real person yeah. and it, it just uses data off of what that like that computer what that computer has seen before and what it yeah. knows about humans yeah. and it creates a face and it's like it, it looks like a real like someone you've probably seen before well they can average faces like i've seen them do that before they essentially just put them on top of each other on the computer like somebody posted one this week of like the beetle do you guys see that yeah they average the four beetles faces together into one they said in psychology research they found that average faces are always rated as very attractive so these are just faces yeah those aren't like real people oh those are fake faces yeah that that's the computer wild. is just making and I think those are probably like the average faces I'm talking about right that's yeah. crazy it is right it's insane but and but the it has its its own faults like there in some of those images for example one of them like the earrings didn't match or the and the tips of the eyeglasses weren't uh didn't oh. match either so it has like weird quirks yeah quirks but however like that's not something you'd notice just by looking at it uh you'd have to look, inspect it like very deeply but it's just kind of crazy how that that kind of technology already exists today plus uh they got robots now um mm -hmm. just ai in general is just already a wicked yeah computers uh, are good at learning stuff yeah now. right computers are very good at learning stuff so i I, I was just saying that to say it in terms of like AI mm -hmm. or computers being able to answer that question, but I think it'll be something that can definitely happen one day. The other day I had a Zoom call with a PhD student because um, I'm thinking of PhD programs in neuroscience and she's like doing computational neuroscience, which is like creating computer models to try to simulate things that like mo brains can do. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the computer models, it's like that stuff when it's like, identify the traffic light and like we can figure out which ones have a traffic light but computers can't right but it's like trying to get computers to be better at that like recognizing like the captchas 
Yeah. Um, I get. I don't know. I don't know exactly what's up with the captures. To be honest, <laughs> I'm always like, how does clicking this make me not a robot? Yeah, right. Like a robot can. I don't know. Yeah. But um, she said a common task is like categorizing numbers um, that have been hand drawn because there's so much variation in people's handwriting, right? Yeah. It's so, like computers traditionally they can only recognize like a standard, very standard like font of the number, whatever. But like now they're learning to categorize the individual's handwriting, like, oh yeah, that's definitely the number eight or whatever, wow. um, no matter who wrote it. But that's like, still, it's like a five-year-old can do that, you right. know? I mean? Yeah, like I remember I was playing Brain Age when I was younger and they they, they kind of had a similar technology where, you know, my mom would write a two, it would recognize it as a two, I would yeah. write a two, slightly different way, because I used to do the, the loop mm -hmm. and it was still registered as a two. That's crazy, so. I still do the loop. You still do the loop now? Yeah. Even as a, really? I do the loop. I think so. It's easier that way. I guess. But I feel like when you're writing like a, like a formal document, you have to write it the, the right yeah, way. I don't write a two in a formal document though. <laughs> oh, okay. When you write the date, my guy, 2020. Oh yeah. Like, like, I, no, I, I actually don't do the loop. I, oh, I was just. Oh really? Yeah, I don't do the loop. Dan Cream sometimes does the loop, <laughs> sometimes doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes writes some in letters. cursive, sometimes doesn't. Right. I can't write in cursive. You can, you just haven't learned yet. Yeah, I, I can't could. Yeah, I just write in cursive. I could, I just don't. I, I've learned, <laughs> yeah, I've learned it. It's just I haven't done it in so long that it, it just doesn't look right. And I forgot how some letters like connect. It's weird. Do you have like a signature or do you just write your name in cursive? I have a signature. So yeah, do I. You can't have it. <laughs> it's secret. <laughs> I know people clown on my signature because they say it looks like I just scribble. I'm like, that's what it's supposed to look like. Exactly. It's irre exactly. ir irreproducible. You can't reproduce it. Yeah, definitely can't do that to mine. Mine is just, I don't even know what it is. But yeah. <sighs> well, is there anything else you want to talk about, Dan? Maybe. I don't know. Should I do one more song? Yes. Okay. Definitely close out the show. I don't know what to do, so I was gonna ask, like, freestyle. do you pick? <laughs> I'll just freestyle the song. No, no, no. You want me to pick a song? I was gonna say, yeah. If you want to pick one from the catalog, Heck yes. either one you like or one that you're just like, this is an interesting title. No, I have a, I have a song. I have a Yeah, so my Instagram is try to understand band. That's I record under the name try to understand, even though I don't have a band. Um, so if you're on Spotify, you're on Bandcamp. I am on Spotify and Bandcamp, yeah. And I have more stuff to post uh, soon. I have an album that I haven't. It's on Bandcamp, but not on Spotify. Oh, is it the? It's called Philosophon. Oh, the beautiful oh. world is actually fun. That was like a lo-fi beat I made the other day. Yeah, we, we were listening to it. Just, I was like, I was like just messing around. I made this lo-fi beat. It was pretty good. I like Thanks. It. The guitar was trash though. Did you notice that? The guitar is like way too loud. I know. Well, we we didn't listen to it like super loud, so I, I, I don't think that was the most prominent part that we recognized anyway. But that was yeah. good. Um, glad you're here. Okay. I'm request that one. I don't know if you can do it with just like one. I didn't write that well, the guitar part on that one. That's the problem. Because okay. that's the one I made with my friend RJ. So it's like, um, yeah, no, I, I don't know the guitar part for that one. Actually. All right, what about communication? Yeah, I can do that one. All right, cool. Um, just give me a second to remember how it goes. All right, ready? Yep. Here we go. Communication. Right. 
you're Patience. very That's talented. Crazy, huh? <laughs> I, think I don't believe you that much, but no, trust what? me, That's trust me, dude. The fact that you like, can just do it whenever, exactly. to be honest, like, yeah, it's, it's talent in itself. Exactly. You got a really nice voice, dude. Thanks, man. The voice, obviously, the you know, the, playing the guitar is, is one thing, but playing the, the guitar and mean, singing at the same time, right? And like the songwriting, especially, is is uh, another element that that. Adds to the well, I, I appreciate your appreciation, guys. For sure. It's great yeah, to no be problem. appreciated for something. Um, no, I mean, it really helps. Like, something that you put uh, time into, it's good for people to... It's just nice when people are like, thanks for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. So, support your local artists, you know. Yeah, and hopefully when, you know, this is all over, hopefully you can get out playing again. Go see you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I used to... Um, I played at the Art of Yum a couple of times. You guys ever go there? Yeah. I've never been there before. You haven't? No. I've never, I've never eaten a dish from there I before. Didn't, wow. I go there. I, well, I haven't been in a while, but I used to go there. They did like comedy frequently. the other day. Yeah, yeah I saw they did Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. They had stand-up. So I might I might contact them about playing another set there soon. Yeah, dude. That might happen. That's dope. That's awesome. All right. Well, I think this is where we're going to wrap it up. So Chop it you. down. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Go follow Dan on Try to Understand Band at Instagram. Uh, he's on Spotify. He's on Bandcamp under Try to Understand. Um, anywhere else that I find you? Facebook. Um, I, honestly, like I have a distributor puts it out, puts the music on like all streaming services. So, like oh, okay. anywhere where music is streamed, you can find my music. So Apple Music too. Apple Music. That, yeah. That's what I use. So I'm gonna add you to the playlist and. Give you some streams and listen to some dope music. Plug it. Yeah. Absolutely. So we are Dan Zion. Thank you, Dan, for coming on and showing us your talent. Letting us pick your brain a little bit. I mean, thank you guys. It was great. Had a great time. Yeah, no problem. I think this is like the first time we've ever like, well, actually we, we've hung out before, but this is like the first time we've hung out in a very long time. So mm -hmm. definitely make it a more frequent thing because... I appreciate you. Yeah, we're friends now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys, Zion. You got any other final words? No, man. Just uh, I'd say just keep doing what you're doing, and obviously try to write as much as you can when you can. And it's good to take breaks. Yeah. Uh, I took a a long break from photography photography for a while, and when I got back in, it was like it was just like go go go, and like mm -hmm. the, the mind was just. It never stops. Hell yeah. So I think breaks, you know, and long breaks, if anything, are healthy. So that's just, I guess, my word of advice for you. Good advice, yeah. Yeah. Do you Don't guys take have... a break, though. <laughs> yeah. We want to hear more, but. Do you know, guys have, I... a, like, a sign-off? Do you, like, sign like, stay classy, San Diego? <laughs> um, No, not here. We have one for the Avatar podcast. We just kind of just. Let me know, or <laughs> You used to say ciao a lot. I did. Or no, oh, Joel did. Yeah, Joel did. did, yeah. So, all right, well, yeah. see you later. Yes. Arigato. <laughs> we should end it with chopping it down. We'll end it with that noise right there. It down. You have been chopped. Congratulations. You have made it to the end of this episode of the Chopping It Down podcast. For your reward, here is a juicy plug. Follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Music, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, if you like Avatar The Last Airbender or Legend of Korra, go check out our other podcast, The Order of the White Lotus, on all other platforms as well. Take care and goodbye!